Stuck a record on my feelings, spin the winning, how I'm dealing with the mind I do next shit. I be worried about my business, looking at the analytics, I be worried about checks. Shit, your hello name tank has a face horn, but I can see that ain't you. I can see that ain't you. Tryna blow up like a napalm, tryna make a car boom, tryna make a car boom. These type of trenches always try me, but they never could divide me from my bulletproof fast shit. And I ain't scared nobody, no man got got me, what we finna do next shit. Like, oh no. Welcome back to the movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark. Joined by co-host, Jeff. Ooh, I'm getting the shivers. It's getting closer and closer to the spookiest time of the year. Okay. Uh, That was bad. You you could take that out. I'm editing this episode, so I'll leave it in. Okay, good. Uh, but welcome back to the movie Draft House. Um, yeah, you just you completely ruined my um. Yeah, I put <laughs> my rhythm, but yeah, it's okay. So, yeah, there's uh, music this month. That's what we yeah. normally do at this point of the show. Yeah. Uh, music this month is brought to you by uh, the hip hop alternative duo from Charlottesville, Virginia, Virginia, Whoa. Virginia, <laughs> Charlottesville, where? Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> uh they're called, uh they're called equally opposite with the song push and uh, you can find their music wherever you get your music from check the show notes for all the links to their social media channels their youtube uh Do the everything usual, that they like got. comment subscribe that you know you know the deal by now yep uh so we appreciate them allowing us to use their music on the podcast jeff Yes, sir. What do we watch this week? Well, it is Vampire Month, and um, uh, before you know what, <sighs> I'm, okay, a, I'm yeah. a, right off the bat. I don't think you nailed the theme. I okay. I think of the movies we've sl- now. We don't. We don't know. We haven't watched next week's film, but I'm a little bit with you here in that while they are called vampires throughout a lot of the film and the description says a race of space vampires. So I don't think it's my fault. Okay. <laughs> I didn't sit here and pick something that wouldn't take place in the old West and then just swear by it the whole time. I picked something that specifically said space vampires. And, um, what we get is more of like soul sucking I, I I mean But they they're also like they can possess people like yeah. this whole movie was fucking weird. Anyway, let's get the IMDB synopsis for life. Yeah, Force. we watched Life Force from nineteen eighty five, directed by horror legend Toby Hooper and starring no one of note with the exception of Sir Patrick Stewart. He doesn't even star in this, but um He's barely in it. Like I kept waiting, I'm like, is he one of these people and I just don't recognize him because he has a full head of hair? And then he finally shows up. You're like, there he is. Uh, IMDb synopsis for Life Force is a race of space vampires. That's right. Ar- arrives in London and infects the populace, beginning an ap- apocalyptic descent into chaos. There's a point in the movie where there, there's like the head sciencey guy who kind of like describes what's going on, and he's like, they're like vampires, and then he goes, well. 
all of us are sort of like vampires. And he used the excuse you like to use when you pick something that's not part of the, you know. I don't know why I'm picking on you. You didn't pick this crap. Um, But (laughs) he did this. We all are sort of vampires, aren't we? I'm like, damn it. Damn it. (laughs) This this whole... um, this whole yeah all right so i'm right off okay the novel it's based on is called the space vampires i sure you have to admit listen you you look false advertiser drafted it you at no point said i don't think this is vampires bro right and the 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 synopsis has the term space vampire i was on board yeah I was on board with space vampires. Let's go. Even even in the movie, in the beginning, they, they come across alien bats. All right. Um, I, they turn into bats, but they're closer to demons. Right. Yeah. Right. This, this whole movie had me tripping out. Um, and, like, not not the good trip. We may have watched this in the drug month, but. Um, no. This is still far better than <laughs> a movie, which shall not be named, but. The uh, Requiem for a Dream. Um, no, the saving grace that kept my attention for the first... I already know where this 25 is 25 minutes? <laughs> um, the first, is the like, insanely attractive woman who is completely naked for the first 25 minutes. Yeah, um, just... That is I'll, Matilda May. Yeah. Uh, and she is... Gorgeous and naked. Um, like if I can, I'm we're gonna go to the the nudity corner here. (laughs) Oh, god, this corner we have it, we have it (laughs) barred off. There's black drapes around it, you know. There's a bouncer outside, he checks your ID to make sure you're old enough to go into the nudity corner. There's a there's a big neon sign that says titty twister above it. Oh, yep, Um, definitely. Cheech Marin Cheech is, is out. working the door. <laughs> but we're in the nudity corner. And so. Right, let I'm, me get these pants off. <laughs> the, uh, so I'm, wa- I'm watching and, and like they discover in, in space three naked people, one female, two males. And we don't ever see Dong in this movie. Yeah, it seems like they missed the opportunity to be equal opportunity. Right. Um, but I'm I'm good with it. Well, However, you know. I was I was disappointed that there also were no Dongs. The Dong but, counter is like collecting dust in the corner right now. And yeah, I was for sh- I was for sure that I yeah dust till dawn would have had Dong in it, but at least you know. vampire Dong. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Dog, you're you're you talking know, about uh, they found her in space. Yeah, they 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 find they find her in space, and like they are planning to do. They bring her back on the spaceship, and they they're planning to bring her back to Earth and and do a autopsy on her. Um, it's because that's what humans do. We just dissect shit, and yeah, we cut it up. Look and at see it. what yep. happens. Yep, can't just leave well enough alone. No, nope. but she wakes up. Um, like right before the the autopsy guy is going to autopsy her and she is insanely attractive. So, um, I got to look up Matilda may. Of course she did. Uh, yeah, she was tabs open. Currently. She she was a tab on the computer. Um, but like, and this, this movie surprised me with, with this amount of nudity. Uh, it's cause you know, mid eighties, 
Yeah, mid eighties. Very, very more conservative of, you know, times with, I guess, mainstream movie. I don't even know if this is mainstream. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't. Yeah, mainstream is probably not the word. It's a British film, so um, maybe they're more liberal over there in the UK. I think they are. I think they uh, that nudity doesn't have the. taboo it has here in the states maybe like it's not as big of a deal right so like i got i i like got to looking up how other movies that matilda may has been naked in surprisingly a lot um i okay like i'm not surprised but because of the amount in this it felt like this is something she would be comfortable with I mean, we got we got Bush in this movie. There is little left to the imagination when it comes R- to Matilda right. May. And and then like I got looking up, well, you know, what does Matilda May look like now? And she's still fairly attractive. They probably hang a little bit lower now. But you know, still a good-looking older lady. Okay. Um so uh yeah, um that kept my attention. Her nudity kept my attention yeah. for the first twenty-five minutes. So what, I, what you're saying is, I should have picked a vampire porn parody, and then now you had been like, "Hell yeah, movie of the year!" <laughs> it would have been in my top five at least. <laughs> yeah, um, I figured. But uh, no, because like the start of the movie is pretty. You know, it's 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 okay. We're in space. We're you know they're. This astronaut crew is going to like study like Haley's Comet or something. Um, at the tail of Haley's Comet because it's the closest it's going to be in the next sixty-five years or their lifetime, whatever it is. And they they stumble upon a, a ship in the on the ta- in the tail of this comet. That's they said it was like a hundred and fifty miles long. I don't know science enough to know that actually doesn't seem that long. In the realm of space. 50 miles, though? Space is pretty big. Space is vast. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm not a 150 though. miles. That's for like that's like here from from where we're... The county we are recording in to like the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Like a, just, a, just a ship that... And it's like long you, and skinny. Yeah. I guess you're right. Sure. I don't know why I'm making this a conversation, but... Anyway, and that's, you know, so like um, for a mid 80s film, I thought the the uh, are they computer graphics? I don't even know. No, Uh, I don't think so. I think it's green screen. Maybe. Yeah, I I think the special effects in this movie are some of the strongest points, uh, specifically some of the animatronics and the practical effects on some of these like strange looking zombie characters that come up later. Um, but I like the whole space stuff. It feels very like just classic science fiction from the eighties, yeah. which it is. I mean, that's, but it really just hits home on that point when they go into what looks like a, the comet's vagina, um, mm. is what I, I think it is. And they find the, the, the three naked people and there's bats everywhere, but they're all frozen in time. But, of course, one dude, he's like, I don't know which of these characters this is. Like, the characters in this movie suck. 
Like none of them I can I can tell you anything about. I I don't know these characters. But one of them, I think it's Carlson, he's like leading the the group in space. And he like immediately falls in love with naked vampire lady, much like Mark. Yep. And they bring her back on the station and then it kind of cuts to s- several years in the future when another ship finds this ship and brings back all the bodies. And I guess they find Carlson alive. Like that's not even really explained. Like later, like there's a lot of shit in this movie. That's not really, yeah. Explained. like they find the ship and it's all burned out on the inside. Oh, that, no, that's right. He gets in a, an escape pod and they find him from the escape pod. Um, so he's like the only survivor of this trip that found the naked trio. Yeah, and they bring they bring all the people back to Earth and Yeah, and of course the first one they operate they, they take out of the case and start fondling is is the woman. Um and they Bro, like, did you see her tits? I I must have missed it. They were only in about forty percent of the film. <laughs> um well, I, speaking of forty percent of the film, this movie was entirely too long. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was right at two hours, and it's like they could have cut thirty. It's minutes hour forty, film. but it feels a lot longer. That's like yeah. when we were talking. I said that um, Reckon was a long buck forty or whatever, however long that movie was. And this is a, this is a long buck forty. It, it does not feel brisk. There is a ton of exposition of old white dudes hanging out trying to think about what's going on, and military men coming in. And it just kind of is like, there's just a lot of that, and I don't, and not enough vampiring. Um, well, see, and that's the thing is like this this film, like it positions itself as a sci-fi uh, in space. Like when we started in space, I thought the like pretty much the entire film was going to be in space, and I would have been like on board with that. Regardless yeah, had they of- done like. Alien with a vampire in space. Yeah. 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 Um, but, like, we got very little in space. We got very little any, like, vampire. We got, I think we got more, like, zombie people than vampires. Yeah, so the most vampire things, there were two segments that kind of really hit the vampire note. Uh, the first one is there's, like, this dream sequence where Carlson has a dream about the Mathilda May who's billed as space girl uh, and they they have sex in this dream and then there's like she turns into a bat a little bit and it felt very Bram Stoker's Dracula mm. with the way it was lit and shot it felt like a vampire segment in a film like if anybody watches that I think they would kind of get that vibe the other thing is is how you kill them it's not a wooden stake through the heart but a iron rod through the life force belly so like their whole thing is is they don't suck blood they drain life force and when they drain your life force you turn into this really desiccated shriveled you look like an old corpse basically um but what's twisted is the corpses are still alive a bit right yeah and they get and again this isn't fully explained because you can be possessed but also you can get the ability to steal life force even if you don't get possessed. Or maybe if you do get possessed and then it passes on, you get the ability to steal life force. Um, well, and and 
these vampires, I'm using air quotes, are, they have to continue, like, so, they have to continuously resupply with life force, um, or they'll spontaneously combust and explode. Yeah, it turned into a big pile of dust. Right. Which, like, there's a scene... And it takes like, two hours. <laughs> there's a like, scene la- later on in the movie where one of them, like, explodes and all the all the dust and crap goes all over the faces of the, of the military guys. I thought that was cool. Um, it's because, like... The I don't know who the character was, but he had the glasses. Again, I the, none of them. I don't know outside of Space Girl and Patrick Stewart. Right. I don't know their name. I don't care. There's like military guy who was in space and is kind of got this like spiritual connection to Space Girl. There's head scientist man. And then there's like general military guy. Yeah. And that's like your main trio of generic leads. I think it's head scientist man. Um, Isn't there general man? There's head scientist man, general man. Yeah. General man, like general man and head scientist man were together when one of these space vampires combusts and explodes. Yeah. But like, and it goes all over them and head science man like takes off his glasses and like licks his lips, which was weird. But yeah, now he has... (laughs) vampire dust <laughs> it's like an std but for vampire yeah. i don't know um but like he like looks his list and i was like man this fucking movie's weird um oh, <laughs> like it's I'm, watch- I'm watching so- i'm watching it with lady draft house oh good and, yes and like halfway through the movie she goes what the fuck are we watching <laughs> and, and i was like i was like honestly i don't know um jeff picked this movie so uh yeah, and it was she like hates it was like me Wednesday. now, and she's never met me. <laughs> she was like, when? no, she was just like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and she like gets up and leaves the room. And I was like, well, I'm gonna finish. You have to finish it, you right? Do. She can go to bed. <laughs> so, uh, it, no, just like the rules of vampires don't apply here. Um, they they can be in sunlight. They can be in sunlight. They you know like like you said, no wooden stakes. Yeah, no garlic. Nothing mentioned about you know vampires. And uh, I thought the 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 prosthetics were okay. Like I mean, they're unique looking at least. And there's like full on scenes where like it's it's very plain. That this thing is fake, um, and being controlled animatronically or with strings—I don't know. Yeah, but um, it's cool. I like right, it. Right? No, I mean, I would been—I would have been probably ninety percent on board with this film if it had been complete camp, like what we got last week uh, with Dust Till Dawn for the last thirty minutes. Right. Yeah. If they don't... if this if this had been complete camp. I would have been, let's go, let's, give me two hours of it. Um, but it wasn't, it was like, let's try to be scientifically correct and let's do things that make sense. And and then all of a sudden we're introduced to, air quotes, space vampires. And like, we're just left to believe that these aliens, air quotes again, are 
I think they're definitely aliens. Why? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, alien Look, I, just I, means I, they're I, from I, outer space. They're not I, from here. I don't know. They could be from okay. Mexico. Yeah, maybe. Um, they, but like, we never see the humans or uh, the three humanoid individuals. Yeah, whatever happens were... to the two dudes? No, nobody, nobody knows. Killed? Nobody knows. They, maybe they got killed. Nobody the cares end? about them. I, the like whole May, so. final sequence confuses me, and I don't remember what really happens. I mean, it's just like mayhem. But let, let's get back to where we were. So uh, Space Girl is on the table, and one of, I think, head scientist or head military man, one of the two, is in the room, and she sits up, and basically anyone she looks at is immediately... I, I He's like, there's like a magnetic sexual attraction that he can't avoid and it worked on mark yep um but they he she starts sucking the life force out of him but not getting a full shrivel him to corpseness it just a little bit and she kind of moves on but before that happens they're working on the vampire the one that had already so lady vampire had already shriveled one guy and they're working on him, but he's still alive. He wakes up in the animatronics of this like zombie thing. It looks pretty cool. I like it. It isn't perfect, but it's the kind of camp and right. like, the stuff you like to see like yeah. in films that have aged. And uh, that vampire drains the doctor. And then the doctor is like taped down and doesn't get in two hours. It explodes in dust. And that's how they kind of science out their stuff. Um. Uh, but this gives so they bring in Carlson again, who has this connection. He can kind of feel where Space Girl is, and you know they find out that she's uh, found a woman that she is possessed, and they show you a sequence of her getting picked up with by a hitchhiker, and then the hit she like tries to seduce the hitchhiker. I think she succeeds, as far as I could tell, and. They take that body back and it turns to dust. And then there's like another really great scene with one of these animatronic zombie things where I think this is the part where you're talking about where they get dust in their mouth, where yeah. they've got it caged and right before it dies, it freaks out and it gets up and it's running around and it's moving. And it's not like, you know, sometimes with like animatronic things, you only have the top half or what it is a really great practical effects in that scene i think and then it explodes and they eat the dust yeah and and that was after they found the the what the the life soulless woman in the field right yes yeah um like i don't because they taped her down and waited, and then and she, she exploded. exploded. Right, and then they went to another that they already had, kind of caged up, and then he exploded. Like I don't understand their fascination with, hey, bad shit already happened with one of these. Let's take this one back and see what happens to it too, dude. You'd try. You'd be like, all right, that one exploded. Let's see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tape it down this time. Um, you know, it's just like. And there's, there's, so let's talk about Patrick Stewart for a minute. Okay. Barely in the movie. Yeah. And he shows up and he does have a little bit of hair. 
Um, well, around the sides, he still he still looks like Jean Luc Picard. I mean, it's not like a full head of hair or anything. No, but like he gets introduced, and and what he's a he's a scientist or um, he runs a medical facility where I think one of the they're looking for an. Um, a nurse or someone who's been possessed. They were looking for the girl who they eventually found in the woods, I think. Yeah, Maybe. but then, like, he, he ends up dying. Not because he's... Posi- so, when they finally get to Patrick Stewart, he has the spirit of Space Girl in him. Right, and, like, none of this makes any sense to me. Um, <laughs> like, because I, I was wondering, like, I went back and watched that scene again, I was like, how? Do, what the fuck is going on with Picard? Um... And like they're holding them down, and and he's screaming, and like, and his screams are like weird. Um, the audio in this movie is sucks too, but um, well, I didn't mind it. It it has nineties or eighties charm to me. Like all that stuff is charming to me. Yeah, but we watched it on Prime. Prime, um, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was really thinking that we we'd get a a better mixed uh, version, at least the audio for this, for this film, but we didn't, we got 1985 version and like, it just, some of the sound, like there's sounds in here that are like cool. They're like space sounds and, and um, the soundtrack was, was pretty, it like doesn't go with the movie, but it was good. Yeah. Um, Like we got like Lord of the Rings sound, like music for like, most of the like the beginning credits, the end credits. Um, anyways, but like Patrick Stewart screams. I was like, I was like, oh god, that sounds terrible. Like it, it legitimately sounded like he was dying in real life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I was like, damn. Um, but like, he, yeah, he's in the movie for two minutes. Yeah, and and it, I don't think Chris uh, Patrick Stewart is the star, certainly at this time that he will later become, because uh, this definitely predates Next Generation, um, the Star Trek series. So, it, it, it well, he is the only person I've ever heard of that's in this movie, uh, but it is very brief. Um, and so we kind of get to this final segment where my brain I don't track any of this. Because it becomes chaos, like every. Huh. So I think they sort of fall into the whole um, faculty rule of kill the queen. Yeah, everything will be fine. And so the way you that one of the head scientist doctor man's he discovers that if you stab them with the iron rod through the belly, it kills them. Well, it turns out that he's evil somehow now, like he's been corrupted by it when Carlson goes to face him and then Carlson gets killed. No, he kills Carlson kills him. And then the streets are just madness. Like, I don't even what happened here. I don't know. Like all of a sudden they go outside and the world's on fire. Yeah. Um. (laughs) And it's just batshit. It just. Yeah, it's bonkers goes um, crazy and i can't follow any of it we have a character who i think his name is kane who's peter firth Be- is carlson dead at this point who knows, i don't man. remember like who knows that's the problem with this this ending 
is it's just I can't follow any of it. None of the characters are compelling enough, and it just is madness. And eventually, they find this vampire who I think is I think Carlson gets possessed. No, he starts making out with naked lady in a beam of light, and then he okay, all right, yeah. So okay, one of the male <laughs> naked men is outside, and he gets killed by Kane, who is head military man, maybe. And Carlson, who's the astronaut, is inside making out with Space Girl. And she's trying to get him to come home. Like, you're one of us. Come with us. And he's like, totally, because you're naked. Right. But then head military man throws an iron knife or something at him. And then Carlson kills naked space lady. And that's the end of the film. That's yeah, what happened. That's, that, it's like, literally, all of London is like these vampire zombies now. And it's, it's it didn't make any sense. And I'm like, what? Like, the last 10 minutes of this film, I'm just like, what the fuck It's just mayhem. Like, right. And, like, none of it made sense. Um, Does the ship come in? in uh, <laughs> I, I, like I don't there remember. Is, I I seem to remember a ship. Oh, I think so. But then the, the music plays. Let me say one. There's one point in the film where I'm extremely hopeful, and that's the opening title sequence because the music is so awesome. And yeah, it, I'm like, oh shit, I'm in for a ride. And yeah, it was a ride, but it was just kind of like. The, the first 30 minutes is a naked lady running around. Yeah. The middle portion is a bunch of old white guys trying to figure out what's going on and exploding corpses. Yeah. And then the last third is just chaos. Yeah. And then it ends. But see, like, it, none of it makes cohesive sense. I, I uh, agree. I am. Like, unlike last week, where... Even though we we got to, we, you know tonally the movie shifted, yeah, the characters' motivations and everything still made sense throughout. Right, um, and they were characters, right? right? You knew they were developed; they weren't just generic. Like everybody right. had motives, and they were fully developed. Here, here we get none of that, um, no and like guy in with a dick gun. <laughs> You know, I mean, <laughs> there was no Cheech Marin or Dick Gun, yeah, um, which is like, upsetting. It is. Uh, I was upset. The I just and like you're more of a a horror genre connoisseur than I am, and so like Toby Toby Hooper. Um, I've seen the original Chainsaw Massacre, which he did. The second one is bananas. It's probably closer to this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's but wild. like, so like he's, you know, okay, so he's some horror, early horror savant. Cool. This is a complete miss. Um, like, I did not enjoy this at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Like, after watching it, I'm like, whoo, that was, what was that? It, like, right. I texted you because you're like, hey, man, we you know we had to reschedule our thing to couple days later to record and i'm like no worries it'll give me time to figure out what the hell i just watched because this movie is batshit and i don't know that 
I regret watching it because I think it is sort of a in an experience that you can have in life. You don't need to, but <laughs> if you sit through it, you'll be like, "Damn, I watched that shit," and then you just move on. I I, I think I don't know it, if like anybody would willingly. I mean, the premise capture like so like we we read the IMDb synopsis and we're like, let's fucking go, yeah. Um, but, but and I'm like, here for '80s camp, right? That's my yeah. thing. I love that shit. Yeah. But there's so much time spent with these three leads who are just wallpaper. Like they don't do anything. They don't have any depth to them. They're not interesting or cool. Um, you know, like if you make this movie again. But and much like we said last week, you put Bruce Campbell in there and, <laughs> you know, you mix it up. You you get yourself like a, a Malcolm from uh, Jurassic Park and, you know, you just yeah. you liven up the cast a bit, have an adventure, like a fun adventure. Instead, it like gets bogged down with uh, uh, what's the term exposition and just long scenes of people talking. And and then when they do have action especially late in the movie, it's just chaotic and very difficult to follow. So I think a miss is the correct thing, but it's also, I could see someone being totally charmed by what this is as it, if they're into certain kinds of messes, you know, like that's what I love about it. I love the chaos. I love the, the kind of messy campiness to it, but I don't, it doesn't do that for me. Yeah, um, it it doesn't do that for me. I'm I'm not typically a camp fan. Um, you know, if I if the whole movie is camp, uh, I'm good with it. You know, but like I watched a movie today on Netflix that was ca- campy without meaning to be in camp. You know, it's just like there's camp in certain sections. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Um, but. It's just a, uh, it's boring. Like large chunks of it are boring, um, and like you said, the the characters aren't good. The and I think that might have to do with more of it being a British film. I'm not labeling that on any one like no, but like <laughs> any no, but geographical like, reason. Most most um, most British cinema deals very heavily with dialogue, and that seems to be very interesting for that the the geographical location of those people it i i don't i don't understand it but i mean that's kind of their thing they they like words <laughs> okay there you have it <laughs> so uh like words <laughs> so, so uh so jeff um do you recommend life force no it it doesn't it doesn't hit the camp hard enough to me. Like if you go back and listen to the drive angry, where I wholeheartedly recommended that that movie is severely entertaining and like it's batshit throughout, but at least there's a story you can follow and the absurdity makes sense to a degree, like within its own world, this just, yeah, I I can't really recommend it. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, I mean, maybe if, Matilda's May's titties have been out all movie. Um, You'd have just been distracted. Like, you wouldn't be reviewing the film. But also would not have cared. Boobies. 
Right. Let, um, I don't know if you know this. There's websites where you can just see boobies all day. Mm. I probably shouldn't have told you that. That might be the end of the podcast. Because I'll be <laughs> ready to record. Nah, man. <laughs> Too many boobies. <laughs> Looking at these boobies. No, um, I, I just, it just, it's... I mean, like start the start of the movie. Um, I'm on board. First thirty minutes, I'm I'm on board. Then it just goes off a cliff, and it's not interesting. The there's not the prosthetics and like kind of animatronic type stuff was was cool at first. Um, had, maybe had there been more of that, I would have you know been more on board with it. And then you know the complete shit show of an ending. It's just. It's too disjointed. It's it's it doesn't know like quite what it wants to be. I don't think. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna re- recommend it. Either. Yeah, I meant to say at the beginning of the episode, this is gonna be another one of those short ones, just because there's as many memorable things are in this. There aren't that many things to really just kind of drill down on and talk about. It's just yeah. kind of like. Once you get past the the nudity and the uh, the prosthetics and the you know the creature design, you kind of just left with a humdrum Nothing. sort of yeah. It's just it's fine, and, but it's not. It's worse than fine. So <laughs> now next week, Mark. Yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering if you've missed the mark. No pun intended. Uh, uh, with your film selection, much like mine, is technically not vampires. I mean, there's what, no. What, what, hey, what are we watching next week? And we're watching a film called "My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell oh, It To." Oh, that's right. Yeah, you found this shit in the dumpster out back. I don't know where <laughs> you dug this up, but it is some artsy fartsy garbage. Wait. Like I, can't I, wait. I will be. Maybe mine missed the mark, but at least they referred to them as vampires. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen in this. I'll be surprised. Like, so what made this life force miss the mark? No fangs, no garlic, right? No, no, no vampire blood sucking, like, right? No blood sucking. Okay. Well, it, but like you had told me before we picked, you know, hey, it can't be, you know, teenager mooching off his parents as a vampire. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, it's, and, that's totally. True. Like, and I view, I view, kind of this. this oh, I, I suck the soul out of you. Is like, yes, my kids do that already. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I. To me, vampires are the classic fangs, blood sucking. Um, you know, afraid of garlic. So and, that's Mark Pyers, much like we have Jeff Stearns, which is the accurate description of a Western film. Right. And then you, uh, the accurate description of a vampire would be a Mark Pyre. <laughs> sure. <No>? It <laughs> doesn't this quite movie roll off. The... fucking awful. I, <laughs> I can't believe you made us watch this. <laughs> the, listen, um, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the IMDb synopsis, like, hints at vampire hints oh at least mine freaking said vampires <laughs> my heart doesn't beat unless you tell it to yeah this, this is gonna be a shit show so find it it's on amazon prime as of this recording 
so I imagine it'll still be there. I don't see anyone actually trying to. Uh, listen, I, I'm. We have nobody I've ever heard of in this movie. Yep, we've done it again. Um, the IMDb synopsis: My two mysterious siblings find themselves at odds over care for their frail and sickly younger brother. I wonder this, what he's sickly of. He's Could it be sick of this shit? <laughs> like, the, could he need some blood? It's like one of the thing is one of the reviews is a powerful meditation on sacrifice. Dear God, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh no, this is gonna be some a powerful meditation on sacrifice. Listen, that's got me. I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm judging it before it comes out. You know, but well, who knows? Maybe it's go. great. Ah, well, if you want to get in touch with Mark and ask him, where the hell did you find this? You can do so at I Heard You Liked on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, if you would also like to tell Jeff, hey, keep your space vampires in the garbage where you also found them. Um, Okay, fair. (laughs) But uh, I I think your garbage can, mine at least was a can filled with other like campy, fun things. And your garbage can is just filled with shit that people say is gold. Look at this gold. No, that's poop. No, it's gold. Anyway. Sorry. Anyways, you can find Jeff on Twitter at Podcast by Jeff. Um, you can also uh, let him know that um, if Spielberg keeps releasing new movies before he's done with his podcast, his podcast will go into the year 2023 yeah the way it's looking now because he just did west side story and he's releasing the his next movie quite quickly yeah yeah and so but we are totally fablemans is planned to be the last episode of the series but we also plan on you know backtracking like when he releases a new movie we'll of course take a look at it but yeah, um, it's a it's a what like semi autobiographical telling of his childhood. Yeah, which means lots of divorce, <laughs> lots of why doesn't my dad like me? Yeah, um, pretty much. But welcome to the club, Steve. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, we got intensely personal here. <laughs> we invented a new corner of the room called the nudity corner, which is now my second favorite behind the wrestlers' corner. Um. Hey, uh, we want to shout out the music oh, yeah. again. Um, equally opposite with their song "Push," we appreciate them. Allow us to use their music on the podcast. Find their music wherever you get yours. Check the the show notes for all the links. Um, Jeff, yes, sir. Parting wisdom: When your vampire, if you find it naked, when you uh, be sure that you shave. Okay. Any words uh, words to live by?
You the lamest to date, man. It should've been a quarter, cause you fucking too fake. All these bitches parasitic and cynical, slimy living. And they try to do it dirty, they did it to Johnny Lenny. I'ma live and take what's given, then get, get the cake with filling. I'ma get someone to handle the dishes, tell me what's missing. Like, you can blame them, they don't know no better. Blood money, yeah, baby, that's no no cheddar. Lost my job the other day, get down vocal with that, but growing my wings before I hit the ground, no clicking my feathers. Yo, yo, like, oh no, oh no, sweet.